0: My like glow sticks is, are about to die. My like glow is, sticks is is are dying. Hold on. Your glow sticks are dying? Oh, shake yeah, yeah. them. Shake yeah. them. Oh, while oh, you dance?
1: Oh, okay. there they are. They came back. Oh, man. Whew,
0: that was close.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: okay, so for anybody that doesn't know, uh, last week we were joking around about making dubstep <laughs> out of Jimmy's silly noises, and somebody did it.
1: Thank you for that. That who was, was awesome. What's his name? What's his name? I don't
0: know. Let me look up his name real quick, because I want to give him credit. I can't remember who it was. J Ideas it's,
1: Productions. At least that's the YouTube channel.
0: Yes. Yeah. J Ideas production. We'll put a link to that to that uh, video in the show notes because it's awesome. Thank you. Thanks for that.
2: Yeah. Thank you, J Ideas. <laughs> Made my night. <laughs>
0: uh episode one forty. One forty. You know what I realized? Not next week, but the following week will be the three year anniversary of this show.
2: Oh, you're right. Isn't that I crazy? I remember yeah. this stuff.
0: So, this morning, I was looking at that, because I was getting the show notes stuff ready, and uh, I saw that October 31st was our first episode, and so I was like, hey, I wonder how bad our first episode is. So, I went back and listened to part of it. It actually wasn't terrible. Hmm. I mean, it's not as good as now, hopefully, but, uh, yeah.
2: Yeah. We're going to need some more glow sticks to- for, the, for the three-year anniversary <laughs> episode.
0: That's, that's right.
1: I just bought a whole box at Costco. Oh, Perfect. Sweet. Perfect.
0: But it was interesting going back and listening to that, because we talked about, uh, we kind of introduced ourselves for the first time. I mean, like, you know, in case somebody didn't know any of us, we went around and talked about what we did. And it was really interesting hearing how different things were three years ago. Jimmy was talking about being a teacher. I was talking about writing software. And I don't remember, David, if you had gone full time at that point or not. Had you already? I guess uh, you had. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's been three yeah. and a half years. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Anyway, it was fun. You guys should go back and listen to it just to be humbled.
2: <laughs> <'Cause Yeah>. it's,
0: <laughs> it's humbling to go All back right. and listen to yourself. But no. yeah. So, oh, this show is called Making It, by the way. For I didn't say that. <clears throat> In case anybody's new to the show, we don't usually start with dubstep. <laughs> uh, I'm Bob Claggett. And we have Jimmy Duresta. Hey, what's up,
1: guys? Hey. I love that
0: song. So thank you for that. Yeah. And David Pachito. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. David, what have you been working on? What's up? So this week, I am
2: making new wedding rings. As I mentioned every year that we retire our wedding rings and make new ones every year. And so this week, I'm, um, I'm kind of going the, the segmented piece. Like if you were going to make Ooh. a segmented vase and you cut out a bunch of pieces and you, you glue them together, uh, and I'm going to cut out all those little pieces on the CNC and then glue them together with a little hose clamp. Same same process as you would if you're gonna turn a vase. And yeah. then use the CNC again to cut out the actual ring sizes. And that should give me the, the, the rough shape of the ring. And then I might throw it on the lathe to uh, insert a little groove down, down the middle and fill that in with something decorative. I'm, I haven't completely designed hmm. it yet, but that's that's my thought process right now.
0: Interesting. I guess that inlay would also kind of act as like a support, like a something to hold those pieces in place, right?
2: Yeah, and typically what I've done in the past is I've used veneers and they're they're wrapped around themselves in like 3 or 4 layers that and the glue gives it a lot of strength. And you don't want to cut a ring out of a solid piece of wood because you're going to have weak points where where the end grain is. And uh, right. so my thought with the segmented pieces is, is it's going to be more straight grain all the way through. And I'm thinking that'll be strong enough. And with the way we do our rings, we retire them every year. Like wood rings won't last forever. And so we're thinking like it just has to last one year. And uh, so it'll everything I do is an experiment and we'll we'll see how it goes. Last year was also an experiment that I tried to cut out of titanium on the CNC, right. and that totally failed. And oh yeah, I had, you said it wouldn't work at all. Yeah, uh, and so I had to revert back to back to wood.
0: So I'm curious about that. Are you gonna in the future just stick with wood, or do you think you'll can like try some different materials like you did with the titanium?
2: I'm definitely gonna try some some different materials. My cameraman Eric. He is good buds with a guy who runs a machine shop here in town, and they have, speaking of dubstep, they have a machine called... Um, uh, a, wub wub? a Wub Wub? A Wub Wub machine. Uh, it's, a, it, it's an EDM machine, which most people hmm. might think EDM is electronic dance music, but this machine uses a wire cutter and, and magic to cut shapes effortlessly <laughs> out Electrical of Electrical discharge...
1: Wow. Electrical yeah. discharge making or molding,
2: yeah, machining, machine, yeah. music. You guys probably know more about it than I do, but <laughs> music. Um, we had some <laughs> music,
1: so Electrical we're gonna discharge music.
2: We're gonna play around with that at some point. I also, um, I want to play so what around is that,
0: with. What does that machine do? I, I'm sorry, I was being oh, silly and I missed that.
2: Uh, basically, you can. It, it uses a wire, I think, charged with electricity. That just cuts a very very thin curve out of out of uh, hunks of metal. You can, huh. uh, yeah, you can throw whatever in there, and you can get some very precise cuts out of it.
0: Wow, I've never heard of that. Sounds cool,
2: and so and dangerous. Uh, <laughs> I was hoping to do that this year, but I every year at this time I find myself running out of time to make the rings because our anniversary is actually tomorrow. <laughs> oh
0: so. well, happy anniversary. Well, thank Electrical you. Electrical. Discharge machining. Yeah, huh. I'm looking it up on YouTube, and there are several videos about it. That sounds pretty awesome.
2: Yeah, so that's what I have going on.
0: <clears throat> awesome, Jimmy. What are you up to? Oh, well,
1: we just hosted the axe class. The guys are still here. They're all getting ready to go. We're going to have lunch. A lot of the guys got a late flight, so we're going to have uh, breakfast and lunch. And uh, Kelly, uh, sorry. Tracy Tracy is the teacher I hired to come and teach the class, and he's amazing. He's, he proved to be such a good choice. He's a great guy, and he's, like, uh, he's a, an endless wealth of knowledge. And he's here. He's going to do a last demonstration today and use a turbo plane and make a bowl out of a chunk of wood we took out of the woods. So the guys are going to hang out for that demo, the few guys that are still here. And but the weekend axe class was great. It was just so much fun. Nobody got hurt. We had nine guys everybody. We selected wood. Uh, we we did a we went out into the woods cut down some ash trees, split them up, talked about how to take a piece of wood and season it and you know, you want to choose the right piece of wood with the right grain and and because we can't jump through time, those pieces of wood would not necessarily be turned right into a handle. They would be draw knife them down to a vague representation of what you ultimately want to do. Then you let those dry for a year or two. But he had some wood. Tracy brought a bunch of wood with him, and the guys jumped right in. And we did some bandsaw techniques, some draw knife techniques. And then we set the head. And then yesterday we spent most of the day doing the leather sheath with Taylor, kind of heading the, the class. And I was the muse. I was just like the, uh, the muse helping everybody around the whole thing and giving my two cents. I did a lot of bandsaw help with the guys. It was great. It worked out so well. And it was, you know, just like every time we have a weekend group up here, everybody bonds and we have a lot of laughs. And it was, it was such a great weekend. So just coming to a close. It's like, it's like, we we don't know what they were calling it, like man camp. Everyone's trying to come up with a good hashtag, but the hashtag I think that stuck is the rest of axe class. Hmm.
0: But it was a, I really, it, was, it was great. I really, w- really want to get up to there to do one of those with you. Uh, well, you know, we should schedule really a thing, awesome. so
1: it's this three of us. So you mm-hmm. know like I always this now is the second one, and I've hired the professional photographers for the last one. This time I hired Tracy Chevant, the, the Tracy Chevron. He's the, the, the expert axe maker. But you know what's interesting about Tracy, he has no social media. He's like a, a total expert, like this hiding in the wild, and he makes bowls and spoons, and now that's become his life. And so, between me and his girlfriend, I'm convincing him. So, if you notice my my posts about the class, I tell everybody to go go follow him and, and insist that he posts more pictures of his work. So hmm. he's he's like slowly getting convinced. He's like one of these guys that's just like, eh, social media, social media. You know, I don't really need it, but because he's just in the <laughs> shop all the time, and you know, more power to him. He's just constantly making axe handles and mallets and. Selecting wood. He's a total woodsman. He's, he's, he's a great dude. And we had a great weekend and the students loved him. And so now we're trying to get him out of the darkness into the light. So everybody go to his channel, go to his Instagram and you'll see it linked into mine and insist that he post more pictures. He's got so much to give. This guy's great. And so we had, a, we had a great weekend with him. So next class, maybe it's going to be you two guys. And we talk about, you know, what would be funny? I I totally just thought of this now. I swear to God, I haven't thought of this. (laughs) Dave's smirking. He's like, what is this (laughs) coming? What if we did a project weekend where we like did like a, how to make a YouTube video class here? Oh, and you know, the three of us share experiences and, you know, live podcast. Let's think about that for the spring. I like that. Yeah. That would be awesome. I swear. I just thought of that. I'm like, what could the three of us do together that everybody would relate to? And, we could each share our video techniques to like a, you know, a group of 10 guys.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'll All
1: like right. That. Think, think that through. Let's think that's through. Let's Put that on. The, hold on. I'm right. writing that down. <laughs> <A little vanilla laughs> yeah, actually, we, we probably should
0: write that down. <laughs> it will disappear. Cause the guys were talking <laughs> well, last but,
1: night about, about like what would be the, cause one of the guys, Nick, who's been here already three times, he was here for the teepee and he was here for this and he was here for the photo class and everybody wants to know what's next. And, we came up with bookmaking, and I'm buying another printing press this week. I'm going to buy a, a larger Chandler and Price printing press from Connecticut. It's uh, huge, thousands of pounds. I don't know how I'm going to move it, but I'll figure that all out in time. So then I'll have three printing presses. And so it, like a printmaking class was another thought process if we did a printmaking class. And then I now we have the new one, how to make hmm. a YouTube video.
0: Yeah. Or maybe even generalize it more, like how to teach. Like how to show, how to show off what you do or something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. So yeah. How so to that's make a how to video. <laughs> yeah. A video on how to do a how to video. So uh, that, that was, was such a great weekend. And you know, like I said, thankfully nobody got injured cause there was a lot of bandsaw so work with the guards up high digging and, you know, cutting into the, the stock and, Uh, At one point, me and Tracy, it was his idea. He makes spoons and ladles and stuff. He's amazing. He just hand carves most of them. But he does a little bit of rough work on the bandsaw. We had a bandsaw spoon off. We both stood at the bandsaws (laughs) and see who could make a fast. And he does it all the time. So his his spoon came out much nicer than mine. I had a little mess up, and I ended up having to cut off two inches at the end. So my spoon ended up becoming more like an ice cream scoop. Uh, Nice. But it, it was a great weekend, so. If any of you guys are listening, thank you for coming. It was it was a great time.
0: So I was thinking about this earlier um, because I was listening to our first episode of the podcast and you were talking about teaching. And at the time, you said – I think you said it was your 20th year teaching.
1: Probably, yeah, because I ended at 23, yeah.
0: Okay. So now that you've been upstate, you've not been teaching since, I guess, last spring? Yeah, well, so.
1: yeah. This would have been like my first to second week of school right now. This would have been like the, I would be going into like my third week of school right now. But I didn't do it. Just because. So after
0: having done it for so long and now not doing it, I mean, have you have you even thought about that? Have you noticed like teaching is something I've always done in this particular setting, and now I'm not. Oh well,
1: it's funny because there's so many little anxieties that are just linked to the season. For doing it for so long, I'm, I, I think to myself, okay. Uh, it's Thursday it's like Wednesday I'm like oh I have to go buy clay for 24 students and so these little triggers in my mind because like the beginning of October is where I do the, the mold making class I'm like oh I got to go down to the complete sculptor and buy all the mold making material but my mind like my autopilot is telling me that because like the leaves yeah. are falling off the trees it's like okay don't forget we got to do the Halloween class I'm like wait I don't have to do any of that so like the little <laughs> reminder in my mind it's like what are we going to do for the Halloween class? I'm like, oh, wait, I don't have to do that anymore. So hmm. it's, it's a sense of relief, honestly, because it became more of a chore because no diss to the millennials, but the students became lazier and lazier and less enthusiastic and less enthusiastic. There's always an exception to that. There's always four or five students that really love what I do. They discover me through class. They discover the YouTube channel, the community through class. Some come into class knowing about it. Usually, just one or two people, if any at all. But the students are just so unenthusiastic, and they, they don't. They, and that's really the reason why I, I decided to just teach the world. You know, I'm teaching you, you know, we're all teaching the world that people that are enthusiastic and just want to really be involved. And doing, holding this class and having like a really laser focused class on exactly what people want to learn. And everyone's like minded. You're not going to have one person that's like constantly looking at his phone in a class like mm-hmm. this. In school I look up and like there's like seven people looking at their phone while I'm trying to teach and then they like put their phone down and go, "Wait, what was that? What, what did you just say?" I'm like, "If you were listening and not texting, you would have heard." Yeah. So it it was a frustrating experience. It was becoming more and more frustrating and and now that I'm going to focus on doing these classes here and it's more it's really organic. Everyone's like, "Why don't you put up a website with a schedule?" I'm like, "You know, that's really honestly, I, I don't I need a person to help me do that because it's not me." I can't do that. And then if I put up a thing of the class, the thing would stay up there for a year and a half. It would have two years old date on it. And that's just, I know that's, I'm not, I'm not that capable as far as web stuff goes. So when Taylor and I come up with a a concept, put it out on Instagram. And the other thing too is I don't want to have like too many people. So we had just the right amount of people, like maybe 18, 20 people applied and, and out of that nine could make the date and the price and the schedule. And, you know, we, now we have that contact. A lot of people said, please let me know early next time. You know, so they're on the, the wait list, so to speak. But <laughs> I like it being more of a, a more organic thing and not necessarily like, okay, boom. And then when the building is going to go up in the back, it'll make life a lot easier. Because we ended up, every morning we got up, we go to break, We have breakfast in the backyard. My buddy came and cooked for us, my buddy Derek. Derek, thank you, buddy. I love you. And then we would all get in cars and go down the block to the workshop and spend the whole day in the workshop till about seven o'clock and it was great it was because and then the guys that would finish early would trickle off and come back to the house and you know use the bathroom take a shower because it's always a wait for the bathroom so it worked out really good Hmm. the guys like i said the guys that would finish up early and then they're just hanging out watching and talking and then they like whisper to me they're like can i get out of here i'm like yeah go go to the house go do what you want to do and it, it just was it was really organic and it worked out well and i could see like a little pattern developing from last year's class to this year's class and and it's a real, it's a real, we, I try to make it a, a fun environment for people to get experimental. Even, even though it's like not in the class description. I taught a couple of guys how to weld last night. We played with the laser cutter. We, uh, at one point, Nick set up the laser and we ended up engraving a bunch of things that say Duresta's axe class and leather scraps. So it was great. It was like, and just being in that room full of tools, and somebody's never like, "Oh wow, is this? The, how does this printing press work?" Oh, you rotate this, and this. Oh my God, I never even knew how these work. Oh, how does a laser work? You know. So just having all these things around me in the environment, it's it just makes it much more of a richer experience. I hope for the people that come.
0: Yeah, I bet. Yeah, it was. But yeah, great. just the the freedom for them to be able to see something that they don't understand and ask about it and get an immediate. Yeah. mini lesson. Yeah, yeah. I, I bet that's huge. Yeah, It's
1: great. And then and then, and then we come back to the house and we sit and eat and then we talk till one in the morning. Everyone just hanging around BSing and just sharing stories. You know, we have the scar contest, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> I always win the scar contest.
0: I bet you do. Yeah. Janky Pinky.
1: <laughs> Janky Pinky. That's the next dubstep song.
0: You should build a You should build a, uh, <laughs> a, a bathhouse. On your property. So, like, when people come, they can go out to the, work, the new building, work, and then there's, like, a separate bathhouse where everybody goes and showers and, <laughs> <laughs> and whatever.
1: Well, we have the – right across, we have a – there's, like, a truck stop. So, I said to guys, like, if, if you don't feel like waiting in line or if you don't feel like you want some privacy, go to the truck stop. There's <laughs> not a shower in the truck stop, but I said, you know, if you need to go take a break, go to the rest stop. And a lot of guys are like, I'm going to go get a stick of butter. I'll be right back. You know, they're gone for an hour. <laughs> Do that thing down in the – no it's it's been good though like i said some guys get up at like four in the morning take a shower or or, you know when the class is trickling apart at the end of the day it worked out great and and we ended up having nine students and taylor was trying to sell 15 slots where five people would have stayed off site at like a hotel or something but this worked out perfect it was the right amount of people there wasn't because at one point you know it was like time to go and use the the bandsaws it was like two people in line at the bandsaw, I have three bandsaws, so there's two guys in line at each bandsaw waiting to use, and, and me and Tracy giving them instruction, And but it, it ended up working out perfect. If there was any more, it, w- it would have been a little bit of a distraction, and guys probably would have gotten frustrated not having the attention of Tracy just, and I. It's,
0: it sounds like a really good excuse to buy more bandsaws to me. It does, uh, I,
1: and I, you know, I have them, I just have, kind of have them in storage, so I got to break them out and get them, and get them going. So
0: it's, yeah. you know, it's air quotes for the people. I need yeah. more bandsaws. <laughs> yeah, just like I need another printing press. Yeah, yeah. totally. It's awesome. not an
2: addiction, <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's a sickness.
0: <clears throat> well, yeah. I had an interesting week. Um, I worked one day last week, which is weird, but it was a combination of the kids were out of school for Monday, and so we did family stuff and got to spend time together. Uh, I worked Tuesday in the shop. Did some stuff And then I went on a trip That I can't quite tell you the details of yet It's under NDA Um, But I was gone to Toledo Not Toledo I was gone to Dayton, Ohio um, Wednesday to Friday And two of my boys had birthdays this past week One's today, one was last week So we had a party this weekend And spent time with family And did stuff with family, you know, for the weekend but in uh, Dayton, it was super cool, and I cannot wait to be able to, like, fully talk about all the stuff that we did. Uh, but while we were there, I went to the place that you've talked about before, Proto Bar. Yes. And did you ever get to go into the agency that made that place? The, uh, I went into the shop
2: that's behind there, and then there's the agency oh, next, yeah. door, next door, yeah. right? Yeah, I, did not, I did yeah. not go into the agency next door.
0: Okay. Well, so anybody that doesn't know what we're talking about... Uh, There's a place called Real Art. They're a creative agency in Dayton, and they were a part of this thing that I went there to do, and um, they have a bar maker space. It's called Proto Bar, and it was super cool, and David's talked about it before, so I may be rehashing stuff he's already said. I apologize for that, but they have the world's largest uh, claw game on the inside of it, and it's like (laughs) as big as my office, like the pit, the ball pit Uh. is as big as my office, and um they have a custom video game that they made that's tesla versus edison and it's like a kind of street fighter style you know fighting game and whoever loses gets their hand shocked like the joystick shocks them like an actual electric shock
2: i hate that it's not
0: it's not the like the vibrate fake shock like you get at some of the video games this is like an actual electrical shock
2: yeah kelly beat me
0: oh nice i won I still got shocked, but I, I did win the whole game, so that was cool, as Tesla. Um, and the, the company is just really cool. Like they, I got to see a lot of the stuff that they work on, a lot of their different types of projects, and, and obviously the stuff that they were involved in with the reason I was there. Super cool, really great people, <clears throat> and all very complimentary of all three of us. They all wanted me to tell you guys hi, and a lot of them listen to the, the show and love our videos and stuff. So it was really a fantastic weekend lots of cool stuff uh, coming out of it and I met a guy this is something I know you guys would really appreciate I met a guy named Dennis uh, Dennis is a woodworker really nice guy but he was there kind of part of what we were doing He lives in Tennessee and so we got to talking about woodwork and he makes a lot of like bowls and uh, kind of rustic furniture he built his own log cabin from scratch like milled the lumber every single thing in the entire house. Um, and it's not like a, like he said, log cabin. And I'm thinking like, yeah, probably like a one room little, like a hunting cabin type thing. No, this is like a legit two story giant front porch, <laughs> like house, log cabin house. And it was gorgeous. And it was, it was so impressive. And he, you know, he has pictures on his phone. He's kind of flipping through. And he's like, yeah, I did this and I did this. And like the steps inside the house are all live edge, uh, walnut s- slab steps, man. Beautiful. And <laughs> this place is amazing. Um, so it was really awesome to see that <clears throat> kind of gave me some inspiration. Just, you know, like he'd been working on it for, I think he said 20 months and it was just a, just a project. <laughs> you know, he was like, he's, he, his kids are out of the house and he was just like, I want to build a house. And so we wow. built a house from scratch. It was pretty unbelievable. Another thing, though, that was really cool, and he used this to make this thing, he built a bandsaw, uh, a, like a sawmill, out of a motorcycle. And oh, so, that's cool. Like, the, the bandsaw part, the wheels of the bandsaw are the wheels of the motorcycle. So there's a motorcycle sitting on top of this big thing, and he cranks it up and pushes boards through, and it was the craziest looking thing. And it worked, it worked really well and really fast. And, you know, mm-hmm. when uh, you see something like Matt Cremona, where he's made this giant bandsaw, um, which is an amazing thing by itself, this one was way more lo-fi. Like, he literally just took a motorcycle and stuck it on top of a thing and put a blade on it. It stays on the tires. <laughs> it, it just, <laughs> it's crazy. But, you know, effectively, it does the same thing as something as big as as Matt's. Matt's yeah. can mill much larger <laughs> pieces. but. It was really cool, and I'm going to put a video to it uh, in the show notes so everybody can see it. And it's just like a, a simple phone video of him using it, but it's still super, super cool. So that was pretty awesome. Um, yeah, so that's what I did last week. I have a video coming out this week where I made a cake plate, and it's one of those things. I don't know if I talked about this before or not, but it's one of those things that my wife's asked for for a long time, and I was kind of like, yeah, it's not very interesting to do for a video, you know, Uh And I still don't think it was very interesting to do for a video, but I did it anyway. (laughs) How'd it come out? (laughs) It came out pretty good. Uh, It's like a a maple top, solid maple top and a walnut base. And I learned a bit about the lathe from doing it, which is, you know, so there's value in it because I did actually take something away from doing it. In that I have so little lathe experience that when I was turning these pieces, I was thinking pretty much just about getting them even. So, like, for the base, it's a really plain base. And I was thinking, how do I get, like, the edges as smooth as possible? How do I get a nice round over on it? And so when I'm focused on just that piece, I got it smooth and round. And then when I took it off, I looked at it, and I'm like, that's a horrible base for something. Like, it's super plain. There's no detail. There's no contour. And I didn't think ahead of time about, you know, the decoration that you can do with the lathe I was thinking more about kind of getting a flatness and a smoothness to it and so it and also I I don't have enough experience when thinking about making multiple pieces on the lathe as to how to attach them together and always maintain center on both ends of the piece so that you can flip it around you know like I was cutting things off and then going oh wait now I don't know where the center is like I needed that center so that I could flip it around and it's usually the
1: very last thing you try to do you maintain it as long as possible
0: yeah, so you know, there's some good experience came out of it. Um, and then you guys, I would imagine that neither one of you have ever played the video game Portal, but I know you've heard of it, David, because of your tattoos. People always bring it up. <laughs> um, anyway, in the, the there's a video game called Portal, and part of the whole video game is that you're going through these like like trial, these tests kind of thing, and they always say, like, at the end, there's cake. Just go through this test, and then we'll give you some cake. And it gets to the whole game, and it turns out that it's way more sinister than you actually thought, and the cake is a lie. And so there's this joke that anybody that's played that game is the cake is a lie, the cake is a lie. And so I made this really nice, uh, you know, maple top, walnut base cake plate, and then I lasered a tiny piece of cake, and the word, a cake is a lie, right in the center of the top of it. Um, So my wife didn't get it at all. And a lot of people will. But anyway, I gave it I gave it to her yesterday and she was like she was like, oh, from a distance, I thought maybe that was a sweet little love note to me. And I'm like, no, it's kind of it's a video game joke, I'm sorry. Uh, but anyway, so I did that. Um, yeah. And that was that was last week. Um couple things. I wanted to thank people who last week I talked about Tig welding. You know, we talked about that a bit. Yep. And I had several people who are professional welders reach out and say, like, you know, if you have any questions, if I can be helpful at all. Let me know. And that was super cool. Thank you. And I probably will take advantage of that. Um, and then this weekend, so the day after this show goes out, uh, I don't know what those dates are. I should probably have looked that up. But anyway, this weekend, Maker Faire in Atlanta, which I typically go to, but I'm not going to, and Mini Maker Faire in Louisville, which I am going to go to. So, Oh, cool. if anybody's in those areas, there are some Maker Fairs going on this weekend. And uh, yeah, you should go to them. Because they're awesome. That's all I got. What are we talking about today?
2: Well, we were brainstorming this morning and I think what we came up with was let's talk about some people in our field that we like and talk oh, about maybe right. why yeah. we like talking yeah.
0: about them. Yeah, so a uh, little little disclaimer. Could I break in there? Please again? go ahead. Uh so uh this is I wanna humble myself here in front of everybody. Uh, Our friend Chris Burton posted in the I Like to Make Stuff group um, a a post that was like, you know, whose videos do you always watch as soon as they go up? And so it was a bunch of people were posting channel names and everything. And I looked at this list a couple of times, and my initial reaction was, wow, I don't see my name there very much. And it took me a split second before I realized what a selfish and stupid thing that was to think (laughs) Because I mean, the point of that list is not like, "Hey, everybody, pat Bob on the back." It was who's interesting, so that other people can find interesting people. That's awesome. I'm so glad of that. But it, you know, I realized that my initial reason for looking at that post was purely selfish, just to see how many people wanted to say my name, and that's such a stupid thing to say. So I'm, I'm saying that I'm saying that out loud. Hang on, I'm saying that out loud so that everybody <laughs> knows that I'm I'm aware of how selfish that was. But also to preface this conversation a little bit in that not everybody that's awesome can be mentioned right now. Yeah. And so if we don't say your name and you make content or you do something that we're aware of and we don't say it, please don't take it as an offense, like that we're intentionally leaving, leaving you out. We can't say everybody. Right? Yes.
1: Bob, I was going to say for your penance, go say 22 Hail Marys for <laughs> your <laughs> <I'll>
0: fathers. <follow> <laughs> Yeah, that, and we, that was, we also haven't prepped this list, so I think we're just making this up off the top. Of our yeah, head. we're making it up as we go.
2: And that was when we came up with it. I'm like, that's great. that will be awesome. We can we can talk forever on this. And then I was like, mm, I'm concerned I'm going to leave somebody out and it's going to be offensive. And so, yes, so not everybody can be mentioned. And this is we could we could probably do many, many shows on this topic. Yeah. Yes. Sure. So shall I start? Please, yeah. Sure. I want to start, and I'm going to go ahead and make this person's video my pick of the week, and I'm going to say it right here and now. Peter, <laughs> it seems relevant. Uh, I'm going to go with Peter Brown, and oh, yeah, I I I think what he does is so incredibly creative, and even though he does things that I don't do or I don't really have a desire to do or uh, I they just the the projects just don't kind of fit with me like uh, epoxy I love watching his videos because they are so different from anybody else he's super creative his ideas are his own and it inspires me to do those things in my videos, or at least attempt to. And <clears throat> the reason Peter Brown is my pick for the week, and I'm bringing this up now, is he just put out a video. I'm, I'm not sure if it was this morning or yesterday, but he is in, is it Santa Rosa? Is that?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, and his town is just devastated by by fires. Peter's okay, but many of his neighbors and his friends are not. They've lost their homes and, and whatever. And uh, the video that he put out, it's not a uh, creative video. He's just talking about what he is going through, and it was just a very real video, and I was just drawn to what he was saying, and, and so my my heart goes out to the people in California dealing with all that. We've had lots of disasters in the U.S. this year with many hurricanes. More seem to be on the way, and it's a it's a tough yeah. time, and so... Peter is my pick of the week. We'll have a link to his video down below. And dude's creative.
0: Yeah. I'm going to try to link everybody we talk about as well in the show notes. Just okay. See that.
1: I love Peter's sense of humor. I think he's amazing. And he, he's just, he approaches everything as like, let's see where this goes. And he's never making any claims to be an expert in anything. It's like, you really, it really is like learning with the teacher, which is great. I remember early yeah. on, he was melting plastic and making. Basically making stock out of plastic bottles. That was what hooked me on Peter in the beginning.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you make a good point where uh, he does post a lot of his failures. He's like, yeah, yeah. I don't know where this is going to go. This might not work. And many times it doesn't because the, the outcome is unknown. And I
1: love that about him. Did you guys he remember? Has- you remember that he made the gummy bear and resin encased <laughs> axe handle.
0: We're going to have him teach
1: a resin how to make a <laughs> resin encased axe handle. We're going to have him next year
0: nice. He also has a, a like a series called Let's Talk on his channel and he talks about YouTube stuff and it's it's very <coughs> kind of like inside baseball, you know, talking about the algorithm and comparing yourself and people disliking things you do. But it, you know, it's like real talk about what it's like to create content and put it in front of people. It's good stuff, so yeah, he's awesome. Um, let's see. I did not prepare. But let me look at my subscription list. I have somebody
1: <laughs> I could talk about. Yeah, go for it. Go
0: for it. Oh,
1: oh hold on! Somebody just burst in the room.
0: Sorry.
1: <laughs> she said the <laughs> the uh, the people here have, are eating all the food, and she gave me what was left. I don't so know if I'm um, not outside if, for breakfast, but
2: in the uh, uh, maybe this doesn't make it into the podcast, but uh, in the extras. For last week's episode, Jimmy let a couple words slide, and I had to uh-huh. bleep them out. So I, I used your uh
1: <laughs> as the censor.
0: Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. That's good. That's good.
1: At the end That's of the sweet. show, remind me and I'll explain why I started. going.
0: Arr, arr, arr.
1: I'll explain right. where that <laughs> came from at the end. Maybe I'll do it in the uh, in the after show, because it's really not that big of a funny story, but it is funny. So I wanted to talk about, before Taylor bursts through the door at my breakfast, I wanted to talk about this old Tony. And everybody kind of sees the love affair that's taking place between me and this old Tony. And he was in New York last week, and unfortunately I missed him. Um, he's he's a creative machinist. He's not only a creative machinist, he's a creative filmmaker and a comedian. And I've said it before, like all these three things come together in, in, a, in one of the most unique guys on YouTube. And I found out about him. Through my buddy Kevin, who's like, "Oh, you ever watched this old Tony?" He's like, "No, I don't know who that is." And the minute I watched his first video, I got hooked. And with every one of his videos, he tries to top his production, writing, storytelling, and he just gets better and better. And, and he's the type of guy that needs hundreds of thousands of subscribers. But it is machining, and it's a, a machining in general is a, an acquired taste. But he makes it super funny. Where, like, for instance, you know he's going to bandsaw ten pieces of steel out of a, out of a bar stock, and he makes a he'll like kind of. He'll turn it into something interesting where he'll make it look like a sushi chef and he's got really good editing skills. So he'll make it look like he took the bar stock and cut it up with a knife. And, and that, yeah. and, and what would have take what actually took him probably 45 minutes to cut into 10. He turns it into a, a three second clip on his channel so he could move forward with the story. And he takes these opportunities to make super funny, interesting visuals. And, and not only that, I mean, he's constantly regurgitating information about CNC machining, and machining in general, and, and bits, and burrs, and hold downs, and, and just all this stuff that's incidental in, in machining. And uh, he does a little bit of, he did a little bit of machining woodwork, not necessarily always metal. And he and I collaborated recently on the uh, the, the knuckle duster, which is a, a, a pair of brass knuckles that is also doubles as, a, as a, blo- a shop duster that goes on the end of your compressor hose. So, uh, if you haven't seen this old Tony, or if you, even if you're not a machinist, you're not interested in machining or you think it's too boring or it's not for you, he makes it approachable. I mean, and if you notice in his comments, a lot of people say, I don't even do any of this stuff. I just think you're hilarious. So yeah. he makes, it's the idea. And this is what we're all doing. The idea of transformation. You start with a bunch of materials and you transform that into an end product. And that journey, making that journey interesting is, is the, is the what it takes to make an yeah. interesting YouTube channel or make an interesting teacher on YouTube.
0: So you've talked about him several times before, and I had never watched any of, like a lot of the, the things that you mentioned that are metalworking are things that I'm interested in, but like I don't necessarily need at that moment when you've mentioned them, so I don't ever get around to watching them. Well, your, uh, the one about your knuckle duster was in my watch later list, has been for a while, and so I was on well, plane this weekend, I finally watched it. And as soon as I got into watching his video, I was like, "Man, like, why didn't I start watching this guy earlier?" Like, they're really entertaining. He's great, right? and you're right. There's a bunch of knowledge in there that's kind of wrapped up in 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 jokes or in like interesting editing that you you know you're getting more out of it than kind of meets the eye. Yeah. So yeah, he, I second that. He did and a I great need to watch series. More of them too.
1: He did a series on making his son a a small go kart. And he, he, he put the steering oh, cool. mechanism t- together and apart like five times. He's like, I, I did this. I tried this and he goes into the math of it. Like there, I learned more about like the science of steering on the front of a car watching that than I ever. Like I'm like, just attach wheels to it and watching him. I totally realized why I made a go kart <laughs> when I, when I was a kid and the wheels, the minute you turn the wheels, it would just flop over or flop left or right. I made that and I was like, I don't know what I did wrong, but watching that. Now I know what I did wrong 30 years ago. Maybe thirty-five years, forty years. Uh, when I made my, <laughs> when I made this go kart as a kid. Yeah. So it, it's, it, you just you get bombarded with knowledge that you, you don't know you didn't know until you see yeah. it. And yeah, I yeah. think
2: what draws me to his channel is I'm never I'm never gonna do any of that stuff or at least not not any time now. But you get to see the the process of creation, which is one of the reasons that I watch many of these YouTube channels that we talk about. I like seeing other people's process I learn from that so I can apply that to th- the stuff that I do
0: yeah totally so I have kind of a combo mm, there's related here I was going to say just uh, Chris Salomone from Four Eyes Furniture um, but it's also kind of combined with Ben Ueda from Homemade Modern is also there and they do a podcast together with Mike from Modern Build so just kinda, I'm going to say all that together For different reasons. Um, So when I make my videos, I try to make them, like, lean. Like, that's one of my guiding principles is trying to make them as lean as possible so that there's nothing unnecessary in them. They're compact. They're fast. They're, you know, like, lean is just the word that I use. (laughs) And Chris doesn't do that. Chris has – he tells stories with every piece of furniture that he makes. And his videos are – I don't mean this in a negative way. I mean this in a positive way. His videos are slow. They are drawn out. They take their time. And he does a really good job at like his pace, his speaking pace, and the pace that he actually does work at. It really lends itself to telling a good story and showing the creation of a thing. You get to hear a lot of why he's doing things rather than just what he's doing. And I think there's like tons of value in that. Um, They're just really good. And he makes beautiful furniture that I aspire to be able to make things at that, you know, Uh, that finesse and that, that creativity. That's really cool. Ben's stuff. Um, he combines materials in ways that I always, every time I see something, I'm like, man, I wish I had thought of that. He did Mm -hmm. recently, he did a concrete bench with a walnut inlay and it wraps over the edge and it's these geometric shapes and it's awesome. It's just the way that those white concrete and dark walnut work together, you know, and it's all embedded in as one piece. So cool. And I wish that I had thought of that before he did it. I love that. I love Ben's
1: simplicity. Ben Ben like yeah. he gets an i beam and just cuts an arch out of the middle and makes a beautiful steel bench. I, I love how yeah. Ben approaches everything so simplistically. And of course, his videos are nice and clean and sterilized, but at the same time, it makes it approachable for anybody who wants to get into making stuff. And Ben's Ben's even though his designs are super simple, in many cases they're extremely sophisticated, and they come with a lot of knowledge that he brings to the table and his experience as an architect. So it's, it's a great channel to watch.
0: Yeah. I, and so they, they do a show together called a podcast called the modern maker podcast, which is one of the one, there's a lot of making podcasts out there now. Uh, it's one of the ones that I enjoy the most. So mm-hmm. if you don't listen to that, listen to it.
2: When it, when it comes to Ben's stuff, I, I love the simplicity. If you think back um, to furniture that has lasted generations whatever style that you look at the ones that pop into your mind are usually the really simplistic ones like shaker furniture or certain uh chairs from 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 the 50s and 60s you you think of like it's minimum like there's only the necessary amount of pieces that make up this thing and i find that at least for me like really ornate pieces with lots of trim and and curves and this and that don't stick in my brain because it's maybe it's just too complicated and there's too many angles and too many pieces. And so that's what I love about Ben's furniture is it's just, it's memorable. It's, it's, it's a concrete slab with this and that, and then that's it. And then anybody can make that.
0: Yeah. Yep.
2: All right.
0: All right. Who else has got one?
2: All right. So for my next pick was also a combo, but they're too unrelated. And Mm -hmm. one is Chris from Four Eyes Woodworking that you mentioned and Frank Howarth. They don't make the same videos, but I'm putting them in the same category because they are the complete opposite of my videos and I love watching them. It's, It's a low energy video and they tell a story. It's more than just, hey, look at me build this table. It's, hey, I'm building this thing because I need this thing to do this or that and they tell the story of the project throughout and it's really relaxing to watch their videos and i'm just like it's when i'm watching their videos my phone gets set down right and i'm just like uh, I'm, yeah. I'm into it and that's when i know i really you're not like doing
1: them. what welder what and i call redlining you're not redlining the video that means tapping your phone to see how much time you got left <laughs> yes <laughs> that's that, did you guys make up that term me and Welder, yeah. Weld, like, as Welder would be showing me a video and like, all of a sudden I'll top the screen. And he's like, oh, you going to redline me? You're going to do that to me? You're going to redline me? <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Awesome. I love that.
2: Yeah. yeah. I do that all the time. I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. Like, oh,
1: there's this a minute This is great. Left. When is it going to be over?
2: <laughs> yeah. This is great. One. I love that. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and that's all I have to say. They're both creative and just really well done videos. They could be on PBS. It.
1: Yep. I got, uh, and I haven't been watching him as much as I'd like to just because I've been so busy in life, but I love the Samurai Carpenter. I think, uh, uh, you know, he comes across as a snarky know-it-all, but that's part of his, that's like his thing. But he is a snarky know-it-all and he is a know-it-all. He's so, he's so skilled at doing what he does. And he just was in Japan, and he competed in the in the shaving contest where you 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 ever see the bunch of Japanese guys around shaving thing, getting the thinnest layer out of the hand plane, and so that video's up. I got got interrupted. I got redlined on that video because there's a house full of people, so I watched part of it. But I just I love how passionate he is about what he does, and he's he's very honest and like honest to a fault. I think you know as far as his channel goes, but it doesn't matter. He's got some loyal fans, and and I think. He's, he's a good guy to pay attention to and a lot of guys get turned off by him but if you stick with him and you kind of take it he he's snarky but if you pay attention to him he's really just kidding but it's his sense of humor that yeah, right. keeps him in that snarky behavior but he's <laughs> he's a, he, the guy knows so much and he's so skilled and he knows a lot about hand tools so uh, he inspires me his perfection his level of His level uh, to attain perfection inspires me because that's not in my DNA. But I try. I try.
0: I'm looking through my list. And I'm actually, this is unrelated, but I'm surprised at how many people are in my subscription list that I have not seen new videos from in a really long time.
2: Everybody's moving. moving.
0: (laughs) That could be it. Have you guys noticed a trend of, of people who were regular creators slowing down?
2: Can I? I have a theory on some of this. and Okay. I, I think the, the larger you get, the more production that you put into your videos, and, the, and you, it tends to put out less videos. I'm noticing this I, about some of my favorite creators, and one of them is Mystery Guitar Man. Like, he used to put out videos all the time, but now his productions are big, and he has a big studio and a full crew, and now it's, like, once a month instead of, like, once every two weeks. Yeah.
0: I can see that. I mean, I've definitely felt that pressure, you know, that, like, I want to do bigger things, and that just takes more time. Interesting. Um, Well, let's see. So, we've kind of talked about, well, I know I've talked about him before, but Andrew Huang uh, is not... In the place that we are, like he doesn't make things other he well that's not entirely true. He makes music, um, but the thing I I love about Andrew's videos is that <clears throat> he has a vast knowledge of music production, and both from like a digital production standpoint, but also just musically, he understands music, he understands sound, he understands writing, and uh, just does a really good job of giving you a bunch of production knowledge while playing his music and showing you how he's creating music. And then also his videos are just like kind of top-notch. So they're just extremely well done. They're slick. They're to the point. Um, and anytime that he's just playing his music, the visuals that go behind the music are really, really good. Um, he's a cool guy. We've I've met a couple of times. We've talked over email a lot and stuff. He's, uh, he's very cool. And so even if you're not necessarily into producing the music or even into the style of music that he plays, if you like music in general, there's probably a lot of value in, uh, in just checking out some of his videos because I, I really like what he does. So, Andrew Huang. I agree. I love,
2: I, I love watching his video. I have no... I don't. I don't have any kind of like connection to the style of music he plays, but his his hustle is is there. I mean, yeah. Like, yeah. how is he? How does he put out so many videos in such little time? Because there's so no much idea. going on.
0: And I mean, yeah, he puts out a lot of videos. But he also produces a lot of music. Like, he's super prolific with how often these. I mean, I guess there's at least one new song for every video, and he releases videos like twice a week or something.
2: Yeah. It's,
0: it's crazy. Yeah.
2: Another thing about him is he'll go, he, he talks about um, uh, getting started or, or giving up on a project, and he's like, you know what? Today, we're going we're gonna to finish a song that I started three years ago. And he'll 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 take a screenshot of a folder of old songs and he'll throw them up on Twitter and say, "Guys, which song should I should I finish?" People vote, and then he goes, then he just finishes the song and he's like, "Yeah, why didn't I do that three years ago?" I, I just yeah. I, I love that. <laughs> yeah. So, speaking of hustle, I'm gonna go with Brad from Fix This Build That. He's got a um I haven't seen the size of his YouTube channel recently, but I'm assuming it's growing fast. And he um his Instagram is insane. He is his Pinterest game is inspiring. And he has a he has a great new podcast called Made for Profit. And it's about uh makers trying to make money at what we're doing, either selling the things that you make, getting clients, or producing content like what we do. And so the guy is all over the map as as far as like where he's where he's out there YouTube, podcast, uh, and and Instagram and, and Pinterest. He's just really good. I love his hustle. He's I think I, I'm pretty sure he just recently quit his job to do this full time too.
0: Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, a couple, so. maybe a couple months ago or something. Yeah, like recently. Yeah,
2: and all around good dude.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Right. Um, I was going through my subscription list and I want to talk about Laura and April and yeah, a, couple of, <laughs> a couple of the other girls on YouTube that really, really, really kick kick butt and, and how they never stop. I mean, April is constantly – I know recently she's flying in and out of New York from her Instagram – April is killing it. She just keeps working so hard and she's going to hit big, really big somehow, some way. I mean, she's grown and she's growing fast. And I love how she just jumps right into welding. She just jumps right into anything she puts her mind to. So I think it's inspiring to see April and then also Laura, who, you know, I know these guys personally, and it's just great to see them just constantly, constantly creating great content and just working so hard. So it inspires me. Like every time I see something stow up, I'm like, why am I finishing this or why aren't I doing that? <laughs> you know? And that, that goes to everybody that constantly creates stuff, but you know, they're they're up there with the the content creators that I that I happen to pay attention to and and see new stuff from them very often. It pushes me. Like I just heard Laura's working on from Brett. Laura's working on a tiny house. I'm like, I should be making a tiny house. I want to, a tiny house. you know. So like, that's like the little bug that gets put in my ear when I hear about what everybody else is doing. So, yeah, yeah. So,
0: yeah, I have a huge amount of respect for both of them. Uh, I mean, they they work super hard. They're both super talented. They make great videos and great projects. I also have a huge amount of respect for the fact that they are in a place that, like, being women in what has historically been kind of a male dominated area of you know Makes construction so. and welding and making things and all that they i know have to put up with so much garbage that's just unnecessary and i've never heard either one of them complain about it which yep. is awesome you know i mean and, and they They, have they, every right they to- let it
1: roll off their back they laugh like yeah. i mean I, i've been in the presence of the two of them discussing this stuff and
0: just laughing about you know yeah. the horrible comments they get they have every reason to complain about it. Don't hear me wrong. Like I'm, yeah. I'm saying like they are. They would be totally validated in saying like I hate being treated the way that I am treated in comments and stuff like that. But you're right. They let it roll off their back and they focus on what they do and how they do it. And it's awesome. And I think they're they're setting a great example for <clears throat> for other women to come in and, and create things and publish it. But also for like people like my daughter, you know, who just see women taking charge of doing what they want to do and not letting anybody get in their way. It's fantastic. And I have a huge amount of respect for both of them uh, for that. And just for the, just the work that they do. I mean, they're Mm -hmm. both good. They're both really good.
2: Yeah. I love, Um, I, I love seeing the diversity that we're now seeing in the, in the creator space. And when we're always brainstorming for topics, something that's always in the back of my mind is, is talking about diversity. But then I'm like, you know what? I don't think people want to hear three old white dudes yeah, talking about that. And so I, 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 I push it away, but I, I'm, I'm glad to see that there's more than just old white dudes making content or making woodworking videos. Now I, it's, it's important.
0: Yeah. And another side to that, like another, uh, Angle is that we are also American. All three of us are American, and it the making crowd and the content creation crowd in the U.S. is huge, and that's great. But we're certainly not all of it. There, there are tons of people like Laura in Europe, and there's people in South Africa, and there's people in Asia who are all you know all over the world who are creating amazing things and creating amazing content. And uh, yeah, I mean, I hope that not just American. People, <laughs> and specifically white dudes, <laughs> are the ones who are getting all the attention here because there's a huge, diverse-making community. I mean, I, I'm with you. Like, What room do we have to talk? We're, we're the privileged ones in this situation. But I, uh, I hope everybody knows that there is a lot more out there than just people like us. Yep. So, um, speaking of international people, Mike Boyd. I've talked about Mike Boyd before. Yes. Uh, recently, uh, Mike Boyd does the Learn Quick Videos and he just takes random skills and different things and tries to learn them as fast as possible. And his energy is just and his persistence are just infectious to me. Like every time I watch one of his videos, I'm like, man, I want to go take a new thing that I don't know how to do and learn it as fast as possible. And and he's just a lot of fun to watch. And really, I mean, I, I watching him like battle through something and be so frustrated about not being able to... Like, take, for instance, he wanted to do a uh, a manual on a bike recently. And that's where you ride on your back wheel without pedaling. A wheelie would be pedaling. Manual is just holding the bike up without pedaling. Which sounds like it'd be about the same, but it's probably way, way harder to do. And so to watch him, like, fight through that and get frustrated, but then eventually get it and be so super excited... Uh, it made me be like, man, I give up on things way too easily (laughs) or, or I don't even try them in the first place because I assume that they're going to be difficult, you know? Uh, or I I made, this is probably, this task is probably going to take me way too long to be able to make a video out of it. So I'm just not going to do it. What a horrible thing to do. (laughs) (laughs) What a cheap and lazy way to, to like only focus on things that you know you're going to be able to accomplish. So anyway, big kudos to Mike Boyd for challenging my persistence Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) uh i don't know how
2: many more rounds we go and so this is and i wanted to get this guy in here because he it's completely unrelated but it's the host for um the hot ones which is a channel called first we feast Hmm. and the show the hot ones is uh they eat super crazy hot hot wings and the host (laughs) sean evans interviews people while while they eat yeah while they eat 10 different hot wings and they start with hot to insanely hot and they move up and every time they eat a wing sean asks them a question and sean evans is the best interviewer ever like he's better (laughs) than many of the late night hosts and when you watch the show this is, this is a YouTube show, by the way. When you watch the show, so many of the people being interviewed say, you're such a good interviewer, or that's such a good question. It's because he relates. He's not full of hype, and it's just really, really good stuff. So check out The Hot Ones, which is a show on a channel called First We Feast with the host, Sean Evans.
0: Nice. I remember you talking about that before and I never got around to watching it. I'm glad you brought that up again. Cuz now I'm looking through the the site and the number of people that they've had on that show like some really funny and interesting famous people.
2: Yeah. Nice. Yes,
0: that's awesome. And the pictures of people eating super hot wings are really funny looking. <laughs> <laughs> I I wouldn't
2: last. I would get to like the second wing and I'm like, "I'm out." That's it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, same here.
1: I want to I want to give a shout out to Trust and Timber because He inspires me as well because when when you think about where he came from, I mean, I don't know him extremely well, but I think he was a fashion photographer before he got into YouTube. But he came to meet me in the city, and he said he got into YouTube specifically because of me, which is which is humbling and so sweet. But he is so passionate, and again, I talked about samurai being passionate, and we all are, obviously. But sometimes I'm a little I'm a little scattered, and when I see someone like Tristan putting out like beautiful video of him making something in the woods with a draw knife or whatever it is that he does. It it reminds me to stop and think and pay closer attention to my skill set and put a little bit more love and care into what I know I can do. I, I know that sounds a little sappy but it's true because he's so, he, he's so passionate about his filming, his making, this community. He's just such a sweet guy and, and he reminds me of that whenever I happen to see him in the feed. So thank you, Tristan. Hmm.
0: Go. Agree cool. to all of that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Well, you guys got any other ones you want to throw out there quickly?
2: Real quick, um, okay. Evan and Caitlin, and I, oh, I say yeah. them because when I watch them, I, I, I love how they interact with each other, and it's just you can tell they love each other and i just I, I absolutely love that you can tell they're having fun and i find that inspiring
0: yeah and i we had the pleasure of being able to hang out with them in in new york and they are exactly like that in person they are just as silly and fun and fun to be around and you know they're they're great awesome um cool well I Maybe mean, we'll do this again sometime and add some more people to the list, but I think that's probably good for today. Well, I guess we kind of just did what we were watching. <laughs> I actually, I actually have—I I didn't know we were going to talk about this, so I did pick somebody that, uh, or uh, you know, I was going to use for that segment. So I'll just throw it out there real quick. I have not watched very many of his videos yet, but last week I did a cyborg arm video when it was just foam. It was a Halloween costume. And so I made foam pieces that went onto a sleeve, and, you know, it was a quick costume video. Somebody left a comment saying, and they weren't even talking to me, they were talking to somebody else, but they mentioned this guy's channel. His name's Dave Guyton, and his channel's called, like, Armor Templates or something like that. But anyway, I clicked on it, and he makes these armor pieces, both... He made a cyborg arm, which was the reference, so you know why they pointed... Uh, pointed him out but he does it all out of sheet metal and he doesn't really have any fancy tools he does basically everything with like tin snips and ball peen hammers and a little anvil type thing and so it's all kind of manual metal working but he makes these really awesome curved smooth armor pieces that are some of them are futuristic some of them are like old school he makes these like jet packs and stuff and it's all just costume pieces but it's sheet metal instead. Very cool stuff, and I'm really glad that somebody pointed it out, because I'd never heard of him before. So it's just an interesting addition to a lot of the costume and prop stuff that I already watch, you know, that is usually 3D printed based or foam based or more accessible materials. But then this guy takes metal, which seems kind of inaccessible, and manipulates it with basic tools, and that makes, makes it accessible. So I think that was really cool. So check out Dave Guyton.
1: <clears throat> oh, you know who I wanted to mention? Somebody I just found. And uh had to give me a second to find out exactly what his channel is called. But Scott Turner. I thought he had a different name for a it was Form or something like that is the name of his company. So check out Scott Turner. He's a metal worker. He's in Australia. And he's, he does things the hard way, but he gets them done. And it's incredible to watch. He makes chairs out of just scrap pieces of metal all put together to make a whole new shape so you might look at this profile of a chair and think to yourself how did he get that but when you watch the video he just welded like 30 different pieces of metal together and then welded them together big enough Then his perimeter and then comes back in and cuts his profile so, so it's it's a simple thing but most people would look at the side and think, oh i need a piece of metal that's three feet by three feet, that's this thick. He made the whole thing out of these small little pieces. But when you look at the finished product, it looks like a beautiful flow-forming piece of steel cut out of a big plate. So for that, and he made a little anvil. And recently, this is his most recent video. But check out Scott Turner. Give him some love.
0: Sweet. Cool. Well, (laughs) um, before we go, I want to thank our Patreon supporters. Everybody over there, Um, we're really grateful for the support. And and we've had a lot of new patrons over there recently, and that's... Fantastic. So we're grateful for all of you at any level, but I especially want to thank our top supporters, Wise Old Dow, Evan and Caitlin, that we talked about, Corey Ward, Malton Make, A Glimpse Inside, Works by Solo, Torval Terry, Katie Freeman, who's new, and Make, Build, Modify. So thank you for the support over there, guys, and uh, we'll see all of those folks and every other Patreon supporter on the After Show that we do right after this. And I think Jimmy had something he wanted to talk about in the after show.
1: I can't remember what it was. I'm trying to remember. I didn't take notes.
0: Oh, your sound effect. Yes. The, your little sound uh, Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's a boring story, but <laughs> so, it's fine. So uh, if you want to learn about that sound effect. <laughs> as, as our Patreon support just drops off the
1: It
0: <laughs> just disappears. All right. Cool. That's it for this week, guys. We'll uh, see you next time. Thanks, everybody. For
1: Love you.